All right, hello everybody. Welcome to Political Football, where we will eventually be discussing the Week 17 NFL action and looking forward to the playoff matches for next week. But um, obviously, we're going to start with Damar Hamlin. Uh, Khalif Scott, how are you guys doing? Happy Happy New Year, guys. Can you guys hear me? We got you. Happy okay, New Year to you. Happy New Year, guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Scott's been around the game. You've been around the game. I've been around the game. Um, probably collectively, we, we're probably looking at, you know, 60, 70 years of football that we've probably all seen. And I don't think I've ever seen anything like that, ever. Um, brings a lot of things in, into perspective, um, obviously, and I know we're going to discuss some of it before we talk about the, the, the actual week of action. Um, I wasn't watching the game. I was finishing up some work, and I was going to probably catch the game in the second quarter. And then my sister texted me. She says, hey, are you watching the game? And I'm like, nah, what's going on? I'm thinking that could blow out already. I'm like, the game should have just started. Like, what's going on? So you might want to turn it on. And then um, I'm seeing, like, all the action, and then I'm like, what's going on? Because I'm texting you guys, like, what, what, you know, what happened? So I didn't catch the actual – I caught the replays and stuff. So my – I'm a secondary reactor. Um, I don't know what you – what did you guys get from it? Uh, Scott, how were you – you know, were you watching the game live when it happened? Were you watching by yourself with the family? What was going on? So I was watching it with the family. Um, so do you guys remember when Chris Ponger from the Blues got – he got hit with a puck, a slap mm-hmm. shot in the chest? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the exact same thing that happened um, last night. It just it took so long last night, um, and it's still an unresolved thing in my in my mind. I don't I don't really know like how long it took for them to get a pulse. Um, obviously, every little bit that goes by is a worse outcome for him. Mm-hmm. But then hearing tonight that he that they had to they had to do it again at the hospital. And that they've got him in a prone position. Um, so he's on his stomach, so, you know, or on his chest. So it's, there's other, there's other things going on than just this uh, random heart thing. My immediate reaction was, uh, do you guys remember DJ Hayden? Yep. Cornerback no. who got drafted by the Raiders real early. It was like 2013, 14 range. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he ruptured his aorta making a tackle in, during practice at the University of Houston. And um, the Houston doctor saved his life because it seemed like they knew what, what was going on. So that was the first thing I thought when he stood up. I didn't necessarily I didn't think concussion or any of that kind of stuff. I thought, you know, the way T Higgins and he collided and it, into his chest, I thought immediately he had a heart thing going on. And obviously every it's every second that went that went by, it just got more. Uh, yeah, it's critical. Upsetting. I don't know. Anytime you, that's... anytime you hear CPR, obviously it's, it's resuscitation. So um, there's no breath going through the lungs, going through the body. So that's yeah, and, and for those listening, how, how um, concerned are you with the brain? The, the yeah, brain because as as you said, every every passing minute that your organs aren't getting um, oxygen, mainly your brain, which is the central computer of everything, um, it, your survival goes down ten to fifteen percent. For every minute that goes by, every minute that goes by that you're unconscious, you know, not not every human is made is made the same. This is a highly skilled athlete. He's 24 years old. 
if there were no underlying other conditions, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, obviously, by any stretch of imagination, but using some of my training knowledge, uh, those factors, you know, albeit any any um, prior um, conditions, um, he should have been fine because, um, I mean, they decided on him quickly, from what I understand, and they worked on him. Those people are heroes, just not because he's a high-profile football player. He's a human being out there, and, you know, every every medical personnel person worked on him and um yeah it's i mean any anyone knows that when the body is deprived of oxygen you, you know your brain is 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 struggling to keep everything else going so i mean he has if he you know i'm, I'm praying that he survives this and but he has a long road ahead of him just getting some normality in his life so i was watching a little bit differently because this was best ball championship weekend, and this is the last game. And while I am not going to win $2 million because I drafted Kirk Cousins, um, Pat Corain of uh, Roto World and NBC is in first place going into the Monday night game. And so he was live streaming with some of his colleagues. So I'm watching that with the sound down, with the game on mute, and one of the biggest players that could catch him and knock him out of first place for the $2 million was T. Higgins. So when T. Higgins made this catch and goes for 15 yards, I then go to the live stream to see what they were saying about it. So I'm watching the live stream. and didn't even realize what was going on until the, they were at commercial for like six minutes. And I was like, what's going on with this? And then so then I checked Twitter, and then that's when I saw the replay of it. I didn't even think, like, as soon as the tackle was made on Higgins, I was just like, all right, back to whatever. And I was like, "Did there was no neck injury? Did I miss something? Somebody get rolled up on what happened?" So that was awful. The thing for me that really clued me into how bad it was was the players' reaction on the field, and Josh Allen specifically. Uh, I am not, yeah, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a psychiatrist, uh, but I do know panic attacks. And let me tell you, I know a panic attack when I see one, and that's what Josh Allen was having. And I was like, "This is not a person who seems prone to panic." And when I saw that, I was like, this game's not getting played or this game's not getting finished tonight. Yeah. Which which brings me to the point I wanted to bring up because, Cleve, this is kind of what you were talking about offline last night was the them taking so long to make the decision to call the game. And since then, it turns out there's been some reporting that the league actually wanted to continue the game and the NFL players, the player reps for the team, reached out to the union who called the league and the union told them the game wasn't going to continue. Yeah, it- Fucking, <clears throat> is that true? Yep. I, it, I mean, there's multiple I mean, reports. There's a, to multiple it. account, multiple accounts that Troy Troy Vincent had to step in and and convince Cadell basically, like, hey man, the optics of this is like, we can't play this game. And if well, and if it, and if it is true, it's fucking disgusting. So for I just wanted to give him some credit and just like. Let let him get out of the stadium and let the family get out of the stadium to the hospital. And, yeah, take some time to call this and all that stuff. But if they really were doing the you've got five minutes to get warmed up kind of stuff, like, come Troy on, said that, man. Troy said that wasn't. You saw Austin Bryant's comments. Yeah, he said that wasn't the, the case. No, he was, he's like, if this wasn't on national TV, this game goes forward, there's no doubt. I mean, yeah. Think about when, um, when uh, was it Shazier? 
was the guy Steelers. Yeah, Ranch mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That game went on, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Every game, yeah. every game is has yeah. uh has gone on. But the difference between the Ryan Shazier situation and any other situation in this one is that uh, this hasn't been confirmed, but based on what you know, Twitter doctors and such are saying in the length of time they've spent doing CPR, it seems like um Hamlin died on the field and they brought him back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and for no, sure. you lose consciousness that it, much it, that for that long, yeah. Brown. But I mean, like, yeah. no pulse, lose consciousness. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you're not conscious and you have no pulse, that, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no way. I mean, the players all wanted to go to the hospital. There's just no way you could possibly, um, uh, you know, continue the continue the game. Uh, Maddie Ice is in the comments. I uh. Didn't mention off the top because I'm so distraught. But we are part of the Maddie Ice Media Network, MaddieIceMedia.com for other podcasts. I'm sure um, uh, Iceman and Coach will be discussing this as well. Um, Maddie Ice says when it comes down to it, regardless of how much we love football, that football 100% protects itself and not its players. Um, I just accept that as I watch it now. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my name on the screen is fully guaranteed contracts now. And I think that's the case. I think the players' union should absolutely – just strike, refuse to play anything at the next negotiations unless the contracts become fully guaranteed. I don't know how any 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 functioning human being with a soul could expect these guys, whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, ninety minutes, think that someone's going to take the field and play a fucking football game after seeing right. someone go into cardiac arrest. Yeah, and it seems like the players went to the coaches. And then the coaches went to the officials, and then and then like finally that's how it got back, um, got back to the league that they're that they're not playing. But and you can actually see in reverse because when, when as Paul mentioned, Joe Buck was saying they got five minutes to warm up. The officials were talking to the coaches, but as time went on, the coaches were talking to the officials, <laughs> and I think yeah. that the team captains were just like, "We are not, no, we are not playing this game." I kept telling you guys you offline, I'm like, "There's in, no way." Sean McDermott face too. He was, he was, I think he was the first one they showed. Sorry, Cleve. I, I didn't mean to talk over you. Go oh, ahead. no, no, no. I'm reading Paul's comments as you guys are talking. He, um, he had a comment directed to me. You could see it in Sean McDermott's face. Like, he looked very panicked as well. When they first, it was right before they showed Josh Allen. Yeah. And he looked distraught. There's just no other way to put it. Um, well, we have the benefit of hindsight. Like, by the time we realized what was going on, he was already resuscitated. But if you're on the field in real time, when you, you probably just watch your teammate die. Do we know that? Exactly. When you saw him kneeling, when you saw him kneeling and shaking like this, McDermott, you knew something was really going on. Right. When yeah. he was kneeling, he was like, yeah. his hand was shaking. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I was like, what's like, what is really going on here? Because I text you guys, I'm like, did someone die? Because I, I, I never seen that. Like, I saw the hit and they played yes. the. They kind of played it back over and over again with the sound up, and I'm like, "Whoa!" Like you heard the clack of the pads, and I'm like, "Man, that's like a direct shot." If to you the, either the collarbone or the or, or under the chin, I didn't know where he got struck. You know, if you go and watch some of the footage on social media from people in the in the crowd, um, Jack Settlement has a um, has some good footage because he was there. You, there's a moment where like the players are all sort of gathered around. And then maybe a third of them like 
move away, but like they turn and run. Yep. Like they just they can't be there anymore. And again, this is just me, this is conjecture for me having watched all this and put all together with what we know what happened. Like if they declared then that he has no pulse, right? Like that's that's gonna do it. Like there's no <laughs> you know there was no he, way that game was getting played. <laughs> There's no right. way. You were going to die for 15 minutes on the field? Like, there's no way that yeah, someone's laying there. They're going to get commercial breaks. And, Dave, I think that's what was happening is they were doing CPR very aggressively. Yes. Um, and that's why everybody sort of backed away from it because it's just too hard to see that. You know, but um, I don't know when they got out the defibrillator because that's really what you have to do in that situation with that injury. And yeah, and uh, it must have been on the field because he was resuscitated before they put him. He had a heartbeat before they put him in the ambulance. Right, but was he breathing on his own? Apparently not, because they had to right. intubate him in the hospital later. So my guess is, you know, the the bag thing. Then once they yeah. can get the heart, get the heartbeat going again. But I don't, I don't know why each of these billion dollar stadiums or whatever they cost, why they don't have medical facilities on on site well it's just not just to, a, just to stay by someone and maybe have a have a chopper if someone needs to be airlifted or whatever it is so a couple things uh one it's not just the facilities it's the staff and so in a situation like this like the top cardiologist in cincinnati is going to chill at the paycor stadium in case this happens once every 30 no, years no, no. there's there's right. other there's other doctors available the, the league makes nine billion dollars annually yes but up. But what I'm saying is I think that those people do exist, and I think they're the ones that intervened here, right? Yeah. They have full medical teams. And then UC Medical Center is only two miles from the stadium, so there'd be no reason to airlift you I mean, faster. I mean, from, from this stadium, um, where I'm from, the Meadowlands, this would have been a disaster because you got to get on Route 9 traffic, and that's – he would have took forever to get to the hospital. They would have, they would have to – Literally get state troopers or whatever to clear a lane. Steve, I didn't even think about that. He, I mean, the, the, the I didn't even think about that. Like, what if he was? What if the, he was a jet, and it yeah. happens, and you're you're thirty plus minutes away from a hospital? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the closest hospital is 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 a good is a good ways. It's a good ways. Ugh. So it just happens to be this stadium. And what I'm saying is, if, if you could put a jail in the or detention center in the vet, the old Philly Stadium, why can't you have? a medical facility set up or a triage or whatever you got, you know, whatever you have there to get these guys stabilized, uh, whatever the injury is, and then get them on to the hospital if, if it takes that. Because, again, it depends on where, where you are, you know. I mean, you guys are from Detroit. Is it is like, would it be easy to navigate from from Pontiac yeah. to wherever? Is yeah. it easy? Okay. Yeah, yeah this, mean, is, this is kind of the point Detroit, I was – Detroit has – I mean, Detroit has a bunch of hospitals and, in, in, you know, like a level one – trauma mm-hmm. centers, which is a big deal, yep. um, which you guys know. I mean, it, level one's capable of handling anything. That's, That's where he needed to be. There. Damn, Paul. So, I didn't realize you know. that. Yeah, so Paul said, uh, this is what I was getting at. For what it's worth, the comment I saw from someone who's married to a doctor, the safest place for this to happen is a hospital. Second safest is an NFL stadium. Yeah, I think that oh, they yeah. are like – because the thing, too, is they did s- – stabilize you know as much as you can in the situation stabilize mm-hmm. and transport him to the hospital right like mm-hmm. he um it just felt you know, like it took it. so long to get yeah. him from the turf into the ambulance and then the ambulance did not waste any time getting off the field and it just left me with this you know 
uh, and I'm sure it's just a, a little panicky anxiety kind of vibe on my own end was, was just this feeling of this took way too long for them to well, get him stable enough to go. But it took as long as it took. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. But it's yeah. scary for his long-term prognosis. It's like, it's terrifying. Yeah. Before yeah. the, um, before the pandemic, I took, um, I took a client and her husband and my wife to, um, to the MGM to watch a, bo a boxing match. Their first boxing match, my hundredth and whatever. I've seen a lot in my life. Wow, this, you're showing off a little, Cleve. Yeah, <laughs> they're just. <laughs> but um, we saw a guy, uh, take a beating to the point where um, he he went limp in the ring, unconscious. Um, there was a comedy of errors just getting the gurney to the apron to get this guy out of out of there. They had to carry him like pretty much to the to the entrance where the ambulance was waiting. All that time that passed, the guy ended up passing away in the hospital, like I think two days later from, from his injuries. But all those moments are critical. So to Dave's point that it, it felt like forever, those guys were feverishly working on him. Mm -hmm. um, at my job at the, at the old St. James, uh, I went to lunch one day and one of the trainers that I'm good friends with, we were, you know, we're a tight knit group. Uh, he, some, he had a cardiac situation on a treadmill. And I'm sorry, a rower, and he 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 went down. And two of the two of the trainers worked on him for about eight minutes, from what I heard, to to you know to get him stable enough so when he so when the ambulance got there, they can get him on the ambulance. And when you got to do CPR for for minutes at a time, you're doing that, right? My wife had to save a kid five years ago. She had to use CPR six minutes on a kid, a four year old kid, you know to to resuscitate them so it it's and for those um who are parents or uh, anyone that listens that, that are parents uh cpr for something like that it's not it's not the mouth to mouth it's the hands-on just compressions mm -hmm. on the chest to shock the heart back into into uh and how into aggressive, how aggressive yeah you, well well you gotta you gotta collapse um collapse down basically yeah. and push um you you run the risk of, of breaking the um breaking the uh the sternum yeah um so yeah you can't like you can't thrust over all your weight on the person you just have to be upright and just compressing you know 30 compressions weight you know and you're you're pretty much trying to get this person jolted back um for what i heard on one of the shows from a cardiologist they said that this is like one of those type of if 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 the hit was if the hit caused the cardiac cardiac situation it's one of those like I mean, the shot had to be like down to like the millisecond yes, for that yeah. to hit it, when the heart's going through its cycle to hit yep. that precisely to cause an immediate cardiac arrest. So, like I said, I don't know if that caused it or if, you know if he had something underlying. I'm 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 curious, like everyone else, to find out. But first and foremost, he you know I want I want the young man to be okay. Second and foremost, the NFL needs to tighten up their shit if they if they really had a protocol like the game has to go on. Um, even when we get a guy that gets paralyzed or whatever, I mean, we've all seen it. We've all, you know, we, we've watched enough eighties football to see how, how bad those injuries were. And those games were never called. I don't remember. I don't recall a game getting called until this one. I can't remember. I've been well, trying a, to think there's of a, there was a Jets lions game where, uh, it was the, the year Barry Sanders broke 2000 yards rushing Yep. where Reggie Brown was a rookie lions linebacker. Oh yeah. He broke his neck and died on the field too. Yeah, same thing. And they revived him. They saved his life. But that game didn't get called. No, just 
It's crazy. Countless yeah, games of guys that? getting getting uh, paralyzed during called. Yeah. Yeah. Paul so, Wright, it's brutal to watch CPR. It's no joke. So uh, speaking of uh, brutal, there is no easy or good way to transition from the DeMar Hamlin situation and talking about actual football. So I'm not going to try to do it any sort of clever way. We're just going to ham fist our way into trying to talk about the Dallas Cowboys now. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Um, Because, you know, while we don't know what's going to happen with this game, by the way, we talked about this for 20 minutes. I don't want to mention like what's going to happen with the game getting moved. This dude wasn't even revived yet. Skip Bayless was tweeting about that. So, you know, what a piece of um, shit that guy is. Yeah, the Onion had a the Onion had an article today. It was so brutal, Cleve. The, the Onion had an article today, and it said cancer diagnosed with Skip Bayless. Yeah, he's he's I'm I'm, I'm over this. I'm over Skip. He's he's yeah. not even relevant yeah. anymore. Fucking yeah. dinosaur. Yeah. So I just want to call him out for that for that nonsense. All right. So now going back to last Thursday night, Cowboys twenty seven, Titans thirteen. Um, the Titans chose to uh, sign Josh Dobbs off the Vikings practice squad and start him over Malik Willis. He threw the ball 39 times, completing 20 of them. He played like garbage. The Titans got killed in this game. Uh, Scott, it seems to me like they could have just let Willis throw the ball 39 times to see what they had. Yeah, you could have. Um, we've ta- we texted about this. So the Titans removed – I'll be quick. The Titans uh, fired John Robinson in uh, the middle of December, their GM. Yeah. And from that very moment forward, Mike Vrabel has taken a completely different approach to Malik Willis than he did with Robinson in tow. And uh, it is very obvious at this point that Mike Vrabel doesn't believe in Mike in Malik Willis and mm-hmm. doesn't think he can play. And that's where it is. Um, the fact that you went to Josh Dobbs um, and then told everybody that you thought he played great is bananas to me. Yeah. Um, but this is where we are. Uh, this is the problem. I mean, there are things that happen at the NFL level that make you go, huh, that is really profoundly silly. Yeah. So the note, gonna... the, the note that I wrote down here is same moron GM that traded AJ Brown also drafted Malik Willis. So maybe there's no more organizational investment in Malik Willis. Yep. Absolutely. So, so if you're a smart team, you would go and you would say, we'll give you a sixth-round pick today for Malik Willis. Thank you. And you might get him. And whether he works or not, whatever. Does it cost anything? Didn't cost no. you a, a thing. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm sure they don't want to deal with it. You know, yeah. if they're and they're moving on and they're and they're moving on with a player like Josh Dobbs. That no must be a hell Josh of a Dobbs, if they are, That must be a hell of a know? thing when when a guy when a guy that protected you is gone. And the coach goes, hey, you are his guy. I don't give a shit yep. about you. Yep. I don't like you. Yeah. Yep. Bizarre. Uh, Cowboys are still alive for the number for the NFC East and for the number one overall seed. Next game, Cardinals 19 at the Falcons 20. Cleve, who started at quarterback for the Cardinals in this game? <laughs> I had no clue. I, I I think I was watching this game watching me. <laughs> I, know, so, I, had no, I had no idea who was the quarterback for that team. Was it Kyler Murray? No, no, he's hurt. Was it Colt McCoy? Uh, no. Was it Trace McSorley? Is that a real person? Was it David Blau? <laughs> Is it? I think that that might be a real person. Yes, the Cardinals were doing some Blau. They uh, <laughs> wasn't he a lion? Gonna, 
Yes, and yeah. he's going to sign with the Colts here pretty soon. Um, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, yeah, so they start David Blau in this game. I didn't write anything about this game down. This game's completely irrelevant. This game was on red zone for like six total plays. Uh, the Falcons <laughs> did win on a walk-off on a walk-off field goal, and Desmond Ritter didn't sh- didn't show enough to where they're going to move on with him long term. They'll be in the market for a quarterback um, in the summer. Uh, unless Scott, do you disagree with that? I don't disagree with it. It's, I mean, you know, the, he's the only. Way, I guess I would disagree with it if he's showing really good things in practice and doing, you know, things that would make you think that if he takes a leap, he can get there. Yeah. But, you know, as far as the on-field stuff that we're seeing, no, you know, yeah. whatever. He's, yeah. Uh, next game, Dolphins 21 at the Pats 23. So the Tua concussion that we speculated about on the show last week turned out to be correct. Well, yeah, uh, you had you had insider information because you were the one that, that, that brought that to Scott and I's attention. We were like, oh, that explains yep. why three, yep. you know, three picks, whatever it was. Yes, yeah. So it turns out that Tua played the second half of the entire game last week with a concussion after having two earlier in the season. And boy, are the Dolphins fading uh, a lot of flack right now with what's going on with uh, with uh, Demar Hamlin. Um, so Teddy Four Picks started the game, but he got hurt. So Skylar Thompson, who was a real person, uh, came in and he was awful as well. I'm the sorry, Pat- David. The names are just brilliant. Teddy Four Picks. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, he's been calling that since season one. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> it's just great. I call him Teddy Two Gloves, but four picks. I like four picks now. <laughs> um, the Pats and the Dolphins are both still alive for the playoffs, but the Dolphins um um are an auto out with Tua. Also, the Dolphins were eight and three at one point this season. It's what I always say, man. When the playoffs approach, it's it, everyone goes back to zero, and. Uh, he got hurt at the wrong time. Uh, yeah. Do you guys agree, though, that without Tua, the Dolphins are losing in the first round? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you made me realize that how valuable he was and when he was on the field. Uh, but how do you – so I'm assuming they don't, they don't put him back in the rest of the year. Guy had three major concussions. He's, right? he's got to be done for the full season. He cannot yeah. come back yet. Yeah, yeah. They're nuts. If they're, even, even if they make the Super Bowl, he can't play. No. He's got to be. He's got to be done. Um all right, Saints 20, Eagles 10. I'm going to repeat that. Saints 20, Eagles 10. Um, I'm a, and, you know, and, and I'm a Minshew guy, so this is bad. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, well, stunning, that's a stunning outcome, isn't it? Like It is. So wow. uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to win MVP, and I think that he's deserving. But honestly, yeah. this game made such a strong case for Jalen Hurts for MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the first half, uh, Cleve, how many yards did the did the New Orleans Saints have? In the, in first, the first half, half? yeah, uh, two hundred fifty-eight yards. That's very good, two sixty-seven. How many did the yeah. Eagles have? Forty-seven. Yeah, sixty-one. Sixty-one. Yeah, I, I, and you were I, trying- I was. <laughs> I was. I'm shoot. I'm spitballing because I, I kind of remember, but I, I kind of don't. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So pretty, uh, pretty awful. Uh, Cleve, on the Eagles' first eight offensive plays, how many times did Gardner Minshew get sacked? Seven times. Four. Four. Half of their first eight plays he got sacked. That includes some running plays. I like Gardner, man. I like Gardner Minshew a lot, so I don't know. 
Uh, despite the win, the Saints were eliminated from the playoffs. However, if the Eagles win in Week 18, they will be the number one overall seed. Uh, they will be playing the New York, the New York Football Giants. Scott, got anything on this game? The the Giants and Eagles game? No, the Saints Eagles game. Saints oh, Eagles. Game. No, no. I mean, it's. I was just. I was. Um, not really, other than I was surprised that the Eagles laid the egg they uh, they did offensively. Yeah, I know they had the big AJ Brown touchdown, but outside of that, they just didn't do anything. Yeah, it um, it, it proves that the that the the offense is designed around Jalen Hurts. Yes, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it really proves that it is. So it really proves to Paul's point that he is the MVP because no other team is relying that much on their guy. <laughs> Yeah, then, except maybe the Ravens. I mean, you know, you miss him and you 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 put up 10 points in a game that you really need to win, should win. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. yeah. if they win if they win this game, they can rest everybody in week 18. Yeah. Now yeah. they're in a must-win game week 18. I mean, this is not a game that they were lackadaisical about. They went out to win this game and lost by 10 at home to the Saints. Yes. Yeah. A bad Saints team. Sorry, with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. So yeah, at some point – at some point in this game, Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill were combined like Ooh. 16 of 18. The red rifle. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't give him that name. <laughs> I know, but whoever did the genius. Or as I call him, ready for picks. All right. Um, Colts 10, Giants 38. <laughs> that was a banger. Is, is Jeff still in the running for a job or what? Uh, yeah, apparently he is actually the they're considered to be the front runner for the position. It is Jim still getting his beak wet. He's getting the only way wet. that I think the only way that Saturday's not like a hardcore, uh, you, you know, kind of in the front runner for that job is if it's Harbaugh. That's it. And Harbaugh's not going to that. No, nah, he's not. I would think Harbaugh would be in Denver. He, but he would go to the. I think he would go to the Panthers. Maybe. I know Denver wants him. I think I think Harbaugh is looking to uh, go somewhere else after next year. Um, so I, okay, two predictions. One, as of as of today, I think the Colts are going to hire Jeff Saturday as their full time coach. That's my prediction wow. as of today. That, um, it's on tape. It is. Um, <laughs> now, second thing is I think Harbaugh is coming back to Michigan next year because they got JJ for one more year. Yeah. Teams get like virtually like ninety percent of their production. Ohio State's got to get a brand new quarterback. The game is in Ann Arbor. Also, I think the one the the one job that Harbaugh would be the best fit for and where he should go is the Dallas Cowboys. And McCarthy's Jerry, never more than one bad year away. There's no way Jerry and Harbaugh. Are you kidding me? That clash? He had Bill Parcells. No, he, nobody's more cool than Bill he had Parcells. Jimmy Johnson, and he had Jimmy Johnson. Right. Harbaugh. We're talking about we're talking about Harbaugh here. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I think the Walmart people would see things pretty eye to eye with Jim Harbaugh. I think I so just too. do. I never thought of Denver as a landing spot, but that, that kind of makes a little sense. Denver's got a great defense. They have a really good offensive line. They have Yeah, but they're stuck with a potentially shitty quarterback. It's possible Hackett's I, the reason that Russ is so bad. But I, I think I, I think, think Harbaugh can get him up to up to speed. Play, you yes. know, once once a quarterback, always a quarterback guy. Yeah, he's that the one that he was the quarterback coach for Rich Gannon that year. I mean, yeah, yeah, 
but either way, I don't think I don't think Harbaugh is leaving this year. I could I could be wrong. I don't know if he wants to go back to the NFL, but he's got one more like great, perfectly set up year at Michigan left. He really this is the this this is the year, this upcoming season for Michigan is the one. Yeah. Um just for the record, Jerry wants a, a guy that's gonna just listen. No to, no feedback, just this is what I want to do. Even I can see them guy. coming down to draft picks, it's gonna be a fight if, if Harbaugh was in that in, in that seat. No way Harbaugh goes to fucking Dallas. I, I'm just saying he'd be a perfect fit there. He really the roster, the whole and, thing. And the mobility in that, yeah. Yeah, but Jerry would get in the way. Jerry That's would get in the way. That's true. Okay, so in this game, there's two other things I do want to talk about. The first is Danny Dimes. Uh, Khalib, Danny Dimes, 19-24 for 177 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, nine carries, 91 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, he balled out, man. <laughs> he balled out. He, he did. Now, he uh, very good year. yes, he's the QB nine in fantasy this year, which is not nothing. Um, and of course, I had Saquon Barkley on my uh, two million dollar team, so of course, D- Danny Dimes ran for all the touchdowns. The one time I don't want Dimes to do good, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but then the other thing in this game, the Kayvon Thibodeau Snow Angels, Cleve, did you see this? Yeah, that was that was, I mean, man. I'm going to get myself in trouble on this one. Okay, so let me let me describe what happened first. So, Kayvon Thibodeau comes up the edge, absolutely destroys Nick Foles, sacks him, should have been roughing the passer, lands full body weight, rolls off of him. Nick Foles is on the ground, convulsing. Kayvon Thibodeau is right next to him, doing snow angel celebration, and then later on the bench does the put him to sleep emoji after, or like like this after um, Foles had been carted off the field on a stretcher or whatever. So Cleve, you first and Scott, you can get yourself in trouble. I think that's, I think stuff like that is tasteless. Um, I don't know when they started with guys celebrating when, when they hurt a guy or celebrating every, you know, every time, if it's a big stop, you celebrate. Obviously if that was a big moment, you, you get them, but snow angel, I wouldn't have probably went, went with that. Um, I, I thought it was Bush league myself it was fucked up. Scott, go ahead, get yourself in trouble. Just don't get us canceled. I'm not going to get you canceled. I I like the idea that my defensive end doesn't give a shit <laughs> about the health and well-being of the opposing quarterback. Now, now, I'm not saying that opposing quarterback is is you know dying next to him and he's and he's standing on top of him, and, you know, kick him in the kicking him in the face or anything, but. I don't know that he knew that Foles – I truthfully don't know that he knew that Foles was injured like that. He looked at him. Yeah, and and we, when you deliver – Scott, Scott, you know when a hit – when a hit is – like when a hit is square square up, you know you got a guy down. You know you got but a guy down. But it wasn't. He, he, so he just – he hit he hit him from behind. It was a blindside hit, and he just sort of – they kind of fell on top of one another. Yeah. So it wasn't like he knew that he lit him up. It just was it, it, the circumstances of it are are not. Oh, he looked over and he diagnosed it instantly that this guy was you know was in trouble and therefore he should have he should have stopped his you know whatever he had going on. I like the idea that he was fired up that this happened. I, here's, I've here's always the- said it. I want like if you if you have a defensive tackle, I want him to be an absolute terror off the field. I so, if he got cl- so so if he was chipped, right? And he was 
he was cut off at the knees, right? This is this is let's say one of the one of the, the fullbacks or whoever the tight end whatever uh, chipped him, and then you know he he's, his knees get taken out from under him, and then Snow Angels is that is that the same thing too? You want a tight end or a fullback that has that kind of moxie? Hey, See, you know I don't. I, got I didn't expect down. any pushback like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's different though because. I think I think at that point you know fully what you did. Like if you if you if you rip somebody's knees off, you know what you did. I don't think he knew what he did. To he looked at him. Any I any, know, but I'm not giving that any in the heat of the moment. I'm not time, giving that any. I'm not even considering it. Anytime if I blindside a guy, I actually take a little bit off of it. I've, I've never went full throttle to a guy. He did I, not use the chronic. I can't see me. The guy can't see me coming. Um, is crazy. I played in a in a in a in a game once where a guy got depleted, and I'm like, I actually told my teammate, I'm like, bro, like, come on, like the guy didn't see you, and yeah. but kickoff, <laughs> it happens, you know. But I mean, you got a guy not looking at you at all, and you're and you're coming full steam, you know. And he did, and yeah. I, I, you know, it was a nice play. It just was. You know, I mean, was it tasteless? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he. Um... But it wasn't just tasteless. And here's here's the difference. And here's where my pushback is. I also like defensive players that hate quarterbacks. I think it's an admirable trait. What I don't like are defensive players that are stupid and not realizing how you look doing snow angels next to the convulsing forty nine year old quarterback you just murdered is stupid. Yeah, and so, right. Like that is that's the thing. Like you, he needs to realize, even if he's like in his mind, he's like, "Yo, I lit this dude up. Whatever. Too bad he's so weak he can't get up now." You have to keep that to yourself. Keep it in your mind. You can't be laying on TV doing snow angels a foot away from a person who looked like he just got electrocuted. But all I'm saying is that some of the things that drive a defensive end to do snow angels next to convulsing body are the things that make defensive end very good. The, 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 his ability to turn out the uh, turn, turn away from the noise, you know, like all the noise and just get that job done. Um, I don't disagree with you. I just think that you're focusing on the wrong part of the story here. The I right part be- of the story is that imagine this, imagine, just imagine if, the DeMar Hamlin situation happened on Sunday and came on Thibodeau's doing this on Monday night. Not good. Right. So that's just happenstance that it happened in this order. Right. Like Thibodeau, he needs to know that he should do that. And also the stupid refs, one, it's full body weight, which I'm not sure that I would think this should be a penalty, but this is a penalty now and unsportsmanlike conduct for the snow angels while the guys on the ground convulsing. Yeah. They missed both of them, and they could have stacked them up because one's during the play and the one's after the play. They could have stacked yeah. them both up thirty yards from there for the offense, right? Like, or potentially kicked them out of the game. That's two personal fouls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you now, know, the only thing I don't know is what is the what is the whole go to sleep thing? What is that? Yeah, about? I, they've read multiple things. So, there's a couple things that is a Steph Curry celebration that yes. like is like uh, as our as our Game Former over. colleague and friend uh, Sean Belegian would call Darko Milicic the human victory cigar. Same 
Uh, same thing. When, when the game's out of reach, Steph will go like this on the bench, like, okay, they're asleep now. Yeah. So it's possible he was um, like doing that because the game was sort of out of reach at that point. But it's also possible he was mocking the guy who was being stretchered off the field. Now, if yeah. he's doing that, I'm going to take back everything I said, and I'm going to say he's an, he's a jackass. But here's the thing. If he wasn't doing the Snow Angels next to him, we could just give the benefit of the doubt he was doing the Steph Curry thing. Yeah. I was going to say that, too. <laughs> See, I think the Curry thing's so over the top that it, it changes it. It doesn't if, change it. To me, it does. It, it's looking. I don't have any issues with the snow angel shit. The the <laughs> putting him to sleep thing to me is too far. <laughs> just, I can see Scott in the sidelines right. I'm not saying it's see, rational. <laughs> I can see Scott in the sidelines right now saying sweep the leg, Mister Lawrence. You have a no, problem see, with I'm, that? <laughs> no. I just sweep want the leg. Say, I want them to to take it just a little too far. I am. Um, <laughs> I was not expecting a heel turn from Scott during. No, uh, I wasn't either. <laughs> that was totally. I mean, I was like, okay, well, let's go. He's <laughs> he's going to show up. He's going to show up for the show next week in leather with a mullet and a toothpick, like Razor Ramon and Ashless Chaps. Ashless <laughs> <laughs> Chaps. No. Well, as 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 one of my friends would say, there's no such thing as assless chaps because they're all assless. All right. <laughs> Wow. All right, so from assless chaps to Tom Brady, Panthers 24, the Buccaneers 30. Um, so, yeah, the Panthers were up 14 nothing in this must-win game, and they blew it. Tom Brady does it again, 35 of 45 for 432 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. All three touchdowns, bombs to Mike Evans, 10 catches, 207 yards, and three touchdowns. He realized no one's covering. Go route. Go route. Mike, just go. Street. This is street. It's funny you bring that up, Cleve, because that is it is something that was going on in that game that is it blows my mind that they do it. That mm-hmm. okay, it's Mike Evans. Mike Evans is big. Yes. Straight line fast. And you have you have a defensive back 10 yards off. Yep. And he's not backpedaling. And you're asking him to pick up Mike Evans. Full speed and turn and run with him. Good fucking. And not even luck. jamming, and no. not even jamming him. Not even jamming no. him off the line because, like you said, he's ten yards out. So yes. there's no jam. This guy's picking up speed like a freight train coming right at you. Yes. And Good now I want you to turn right. and run. Good luck. Cool. <laughs> he just ran by you and scored three times. Mike Evans was the seventh overall pick in the 2014 draft at the 20 during the 2014 draft season. I predicted strongly that Mike Evans was the biggest bust of the potential first round wide receivers and that Sammy Watkins was an auto for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Mike Evans just had his ninth straight 1000 yard season breaking his own record. Wow. I just say that because we make so many predictions and I love to take my victory laps when I get them right. I really have to point them out when I get them so wrong. Now, I revised my Mike Evans opinion after his like his third game. <laughs> But still, that was my that was my that was my opinion was that he was not going to be good. But yeah, nine straight one thousand yard seasons. So the Buccaneers win the NFC South, but they're going to host either the Eagles or the Cowboys, both teams with ferocious pass rushes. 
uh, Scott, I just think it's a bad matchup for them either way in the playoffs, right? Well, I mean, I think Dallas or Philly matches up poorly for anybody in the NFC. They just do. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I don't know who's got the best offensive line in the NFC. Lions. Do you think they match? Do you think, do you think Jared Goff is in for a good day against that Dallas pass rush or, or Philly's pass rush? No, 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 not at all. So, yeah, I mean, those two teams should go, both those teams have really good offenses, so they should, they should make runs, you know? Yep. Uh, Broncos 24 at the Chiefs 27. The Chiefs needed to come back in the fourth quarter. So that's twice this year. The Broncos played the Chiefs pretty tight despite being absolutely horrible. However, Cleve, how many games straight now have the Chiefs won over the Broncos? How many, how many games? Uh they play twice a year. Nine. Play, yeah. Uh yeah, nine, nine. Fifteen. 15. <laughs> That's crazy. Wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. That's only seven and a half years. Wait yeah. a minute. Oh yeah. Well, there, well, there were like the um, the uh, the years of the rotating quarterbacks in Denver when they had like three, Oswilder, Aswilder, whoever. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> when they just yeah they're getting destroyed. Um. Yes. And so Alex Smith started this domination, and it continues with Patrick Mahomes now, um, 15, 15 straight. So the Chiefs can still win the number one overall seed in the AFC. I The scenarios for that, and I've got notes for the games next week, the scenarios, though, in the AFC are up in the air now with the Bills and Bengals game, depending on yeah. what they decide to do, what they decide to do with it. So uh, the Chiefs can still be the number one overall seed. For all I know, if they decide that they're even going to play this game, the winning percentages, maybe the Chiefs become the number one overall seed. I don't know that. So if you're listening to this, you know, sometime in the future, uh, hello, thank you. Also, we're a YouTube live stream. Link in the show notes. Like and subscribe. Thank you. Um, whatever we're saying now about the AFC could be completely wrong because of the Bills-Bengals uh, game. All right, Scott, Bears 10, Lions 41. Justin Fields with 100 rushing yards in the first quarter. Uh, say something about the Lions. Say something about the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> I assume you want to say something good. They won by 31 points. So they were down. I think they were down 10 nothing, and then they busted off 41. They had, <clears throat> as bad as they looked against Carolina and, like, clueless on defense, they put together a pretty nice plan to limit Justin Fields, and he still had 105 yards rushing in the first quarter. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, but they did a really good job of containing him. Yeah, especially uh, for the first quarter. Also, Cleve, I think Justin Fields got a concussion in this game and kept playing like two last week. Wow, he absolutely did the fumble. Yes, yeah, I think yeah. he did too. I think the exact same thing happened here. And that's part of the reason why they were so bad in the second half is that I think he was out there playing with a concussion. It looked, I mean, the hit, the hit looked like something that would cause a person to be concussed. Yes. He got up, he no signs of it, none of that stuff, but his play after including the pick he threw to Hutchinson to end the half. Yeah. Was but, like, I mean, huh. think of, think of having to regurgitate a play. That you get comes through that headset, and you're concussed, and you got to figure out your your protections, your your um 
sideline adjustments. You gotta you gotta pick up all of that concussed. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then deal with you know executing a play and reading coverages and all that stuff. Yeah, it's amazing it was, what these guys looked, can do. He looked very bad in that game, but I don't know that there's anything that you could possibly take away from that game. Um just because the Lions had so many pressures on him, it's yeah. one of those things where you just kind of throw it away. Like, you know, the film doesn't help you. Yeah. Right. He's, especially he's especially when, you, when you're looking at the film seeing double because you're concussed. Oh, <laughs> it's true. There's 22 <laughs> guys on defense, coach. <laughs> All right. Now, now for the thing I could not wait to talk to Cleve about until – it's not the Jets. Now, for the thing I couldn't wait to talk to Cleve about – and was excited about until we had the DeMar Hamlin situation. Browns 24, the Commanders 10. So the Commanders control their own destiny for the playoffs. However, with this loss, they would be eliminated if the Packers beat the Vikings. And somehow Ron Rivera didn't know this. (laughs) Not only him, all the coaches in the building, the equipment guys, the players, no one said, hey, Ron. I'm shocked Dan Snyder wasn't on top of it. So what? This is this is a must-win game. His it is unreal. He was. Do you really think he didn't know? He had no clue. No, his his presser was telling. The presser was. I saw the presser and it was like, what (laughs) the hell? Like somebody's got to take him aside and let him know at halftime. Like, hey, I know you started Carson Wentz, and I know he is. He sucks, but you know we need to win this game, coach. Somebody they were chanting Heineke in this. They was chanting Heineke. No, no. See, I've seen some people saying that he was saying this sarcastically. This is a generational thing. If Mike McDaniel, for the head coach of the Dolphins, answered that question like that, he'd be like, he's being sarcastic. He knew. Ron Rivera is a boomer with no sense of humor. He had no idea. (laughs) He's like, wait, where? It's a bummer because, you know, I think he's a reasonable coach. uh, No, he sucks. Well, he might be a, a shitty coach, but he's a reasonable human being, by all accounts. Yeah, that's. I mean, that that could be true, but uh, but I want to know is, did Rivera play Wentz this week, thinking that even if they lost next week was a was a win and in situation automatically? So he wanted to see what he had in Wentz and make a decision for next week. That's if what it that's sounded like to me. He needs to be fired. <laughs> I said the same he thing. Does. Scott. Yeah, yes. that's egregious. That's egregious. Yeah. Like, that's a great word. Yes. It is like that's that's a great word. I said the same thing, Scott. I was like, if if he's not fucking around, give me uh, give me a key card and leave the building now. Yes. <laughs> give me your key card. Um, yeah, go see Lucille. Yeah, go um, see Lucille. <laughs> uh Rivera has been a head coach in the NFL for 12 years. Of those 12 years, Cleve, how many winning seasons does he have? Uh, well, it was Cam's rookie year. Scott's got it. it. Three. It He's zero? got nine losing seasons in 12 years oh, as a yeah. coach. But it ain't many. <laughs> Wasn't he 85 bear? Yes. Okay. See, that's why. <laughs> And he wasn't even smiling in the Super Bowl shuffle video. I'm telling you, this guy doesn't have a sense of humor. Like, <laughs> he just, he was dead serious when he goes, we could be eliminated today. <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> this is the first time hearing of this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about that, nerd? 
<laughs> like, oh, man, it's crazy, bro. See, as yeah. dumb as we think some of the Lions coaches are, or, or even, you know, whatever, there's worse all over the place. No, no, the Lions coaches Matt are Patricia's dumb. Matt an offensive coordinator. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're... My case. The Lions coaches are dumb in another way. Dan Campbell knows every single possible permutation that gets the Lions into the playoffs, but he would like – what's something he would do? He would like eat the cot in the aspirin because he thinks it's the pills. <laughs> Come on. You know what I mean? Like, it's, not, it's not the same thing. He'll be completely on point with the he football stuff. On it to get all that, you know. And he's not going to eat it, though. Scott's like, listen, a head coach that will eat the aspirin cotton is the type of coach I want. Because he'll coach the defensive ends to do snow angels next to a writhing half-dead quarterback. Oh, These the, the interior guys have to be – they have to be like people who do crazy things, and that's good. No, no, no. We, we, we agree with that. We agree with that. But at the moment – that moment wasn't wasn't one of those things you celebrate. Just just being human about that. Like I mean, the guy, I mean, Nick Foles been in the, in the league for a thousand years, and that might be the one that says, you know what? I think I'm done. If Maybe. T. Higgins had started doing snow angels oh, next yeah. to Demar Hamlin, he'd be in the Kyrie Irving Kanye West conversation right now. Right now, he yeah. would be in. You know, I'm going to rethink the Thibodeau if stuff. if Nick Foles was in the same condition that Hamlin was, Thibodeau would have done the Snow Angels anyways. Yeah. Not for the entire 16 minutes, but for long ma- enough. It was malicious. It was malicious. Right. It was malicious. That's the problem. That's, with it. that's the yeah, it's not it's not that we don't want a guy to be edgy or not. So we we get that. You know, I think yeah. Dave and I get that. Just in uh, that I'm spot. On, I'm a, I'm going back on the Thibodeau stuff. He's a jackass. Yeah. Well, it was at least a jackass thing to do. He's like 22, yeah, yeah. so yeah. you know. I know. Hopefully, like, he learns from it. Okay, now I'm going to go too far the other way. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. True that. Right. Like, I mean, he just kind of showed you what what his character is. I wanted to give him a pass for it, and. Now I'm. If, I if it was, <laughs> yeah. But when, when, was Maya, bad, when, when when Maya Angelou wrote that, I don't think people like Kayvon Thibodeau, who she was talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> Maya Angelou did what? She wrote that. That's her quote. Yeah. When people oh, show yeah. who they are, believe them. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. I already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when see if he had to just hit him, bang bang, got up quick, two second angel, got up. That'd have been kind of like, oh, that's cool. But laying there as the guy's laying next to you unconscious on TV in a big spot. I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay, so, I, I thought it was funny when I was yeah, watching I it, but, yeah, but I was also but I like, this know. is also terrible. Get up. Yeah. I didn't know that Foles was that hurt. I was like, oh shit. He's not. So what moving. happened to Foles? Cause I didn't, th- I thought Foles landed on the ball and got the wind knocked out of him. And I still no. think that. what happened. No, to him? he was convulsing and had to be taken out. I believe uh stretcher or cart or something. Something. Yeah. He was, he was hurt. He was hurt pretty bad. He was yeah. laying there like he was laying there limp for a second. Then he started like body was shaking a little bit. Yeah, he was uh, lifting his hips off the ground like he was he was like he had really yeah. lost his air. But uh, that's all. Cleve, which is worse, Ron Rivera not knowing that his team could be eliminated on Sunday, or Donovan McNabb not knowing the game could end in a tie. That's <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, I would take the. Oh man, that's a hard pause. It's a hard pause. <laughs> I think it's Rivera. Yeah that 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 is that is absolutely um to that locker room that's bullshit. That if he didn't know that, yeah, and no one else could rein you in and like, hey man, we could. This is a must win game. I know you want to go with Wentz, but this is a must win. We got to win this game. Carson went 16 of 28 for 143 yards, no touchdowns, three picks. Can we just never see him ever again, please? And some of these picks were like, he's a bust. What he's a bust. What the hell are you doing? Tua played better with a concussion last week than Carson Wentz played this week. Did you see the, the pick he threw in the middle of the field? The deep Awful. Shot he threw? Awful. What are you doing? God. Awful. He's terrible. Um, he's a terrible quarterback. Yes. Uh, okay, Jaguars 31, Texans 3. No notes on this game besides Jags versus Titans in Week 18 for the division title uh, next week. 49ers 37, Raiders 34 in overtime. This was a crazy game. Um, Paul said earlier that he thought Christian McCaffrey was going to get destroyed in the NFL. In this game, Christian McCaffrey, 19 uh, carries for 121 yards and a touchdown. In addition, six catches for 72 oh. yards. I mean, what a get. What a get. Yeah. What a get. Um, also, Brandon Ayuk, nine catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. So the 49ers were performing all over the place. Devontae Adams, seven catches for 153 yards and two touchdowns. Amazing what happens when you get Devontae Adams involved in the offense. What did Kittle have? Do you have it right offhand? I didn't I didn't write it down. It was I know it wasn't super great because I had Kittle on all three of my uh finals teams. He um, still scored. He did he scored. The issue is that um, Brock Purdy threw two interceptions. I'm sorry, threw one interception targeting him and missed them wide open for another one. One of them was going for a touchdown. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He's really been involved since Purdy yes. got there. Yes. Um, and then Jarrett Stidham got the start in this game for the Raiders. Goes 23 of 34 for 365 yards, three touchdowns with two interceptions. And there's a couple things here. I think Stidham played a, played a good game better than I thought he would play. Mm-hmm. But those two interceptions are the reason they lost. And of that 365, like 59 of that was an insane catch by Devontae Adams. That was like a 3% chance to be caught. Like otherworldly catch. So you can't just take out people's big plays. But he's not over 300, I don't think, without Devontae Adams playing out of his mind. I mean, it was an exciting game for two for two guys that were third stringers when when the season started. Yes, but I think this game also showed why you need to keep chasing the huge upside at the quarterback position because it doesn't look like either of these guys have it. And this game was close because of poor decisions and poor plays made by the quarterbacks. If either Again, of these quarterbacks plays a clean game, the team wins by 13. Yeah, they're, they're third string guys. And I liked how Purdy looked in, in big moments because that that, that Ayuk throw – I think he yeah. turned his back because he had two guys barreling down on him, and yeah. you caught that. Um, I didn't catch the overtime because I couldn't find what channel it was on. No, because Red Zone goes away from it, and by then the local – this is the second time. We missed the Josh Jacobs 85-yard yeah. walk-off earlier. Yeah, I, I, I was pissed. I, I, yeah. I was looking around. I'm like – It's the last game. Like, on? Yeah, yeah. I, I literally I literally missed the entire overtime period because I'm like, fuck, where, where is this game? Yeah. And what deals with, with the Red Zone where they just can't show the overtime? Like – I don't show the overtime to show yeah. a fucking touchdown montage. Who cares? Right. right. There's, there's a game. There's a game going. Um, 
49ers are still alive for the number two seed, and somehow they are still alive for the number one seed as well. So they will all be playing all their guys next week. Uh, Scott, what did you think of this game? Uh, I thought it was a, a very uh, interesting game. From uh, So can we talk about the Raiders? You guys want to talk about the Raiders a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for you it. Move away from, you move away from Carr, and you start – Jared Stidham of all people. And it's like, it doesn't look any different. It's, if it's, anything, it's, it it's, it's, it's an expat. He, he, he's Josh's, um, he's Josh's guy. It's weird. They brought him it's over. Odd. It's really odd. Um, I just brought him over. Every game that the Raiders have looked good in, in this, this year involves throwing the ball to Devontae Adams, 8 trillion times. You think? <laughs> no matter who the quarterback is. Yeah. And so if, if Jared Stidham had been throwing the ball to Matt Collins and Hunter Renfro instead of Devontae Adams, he would have looked like shit too. Like yeah. throw it at Devontae Adams. And Jared Stidham knew to do that. And so and so he did it. It wasn't endless targets for Foster Moreau. <laughs> who's a real person. Uh okay, uh Cleve, always will have you here. There's uh, one more thing I want to be sure to get you for. And I'm sorry to do it. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Jet six at the Seahawks 23. God. I mean, they made Gino look like Tom Brady in this game. <laughs> so uh, here are my two notes for this game, Cleve. And I hate to do this to you. Kind God, of. It's, 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 it's par for the course, man. What's up? Must win situation for the Jets. So, of course, they just absolutely shit the bed. Um, and also 12 straight years now, the Jets have not made the playoffs. The longest streak in the NFL. And as a side note, the Lions have made it three times in that stretch. We'll mention that. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That so was very passive aggressive, Dave. And that was yeah, more, it was more it, it, it was more aggressive aggressive. It was a, it was a brass knuckle to the temple <laughs> after um, doing a snow angel. Yeah. So you know the Jets. It this is a real tough situation. Like I think the Jets are good enough to make the playoffs with there being seven teams that make it but I don't think they're one of the seven best teams in the AFC, if that makes any sense. But really, really, this comes back to Cleve passing on Justin Fields to take Zach Wilson. I agree. I, I'm, I'm now sipping the Kool-Aid or whatever. Um, the quarterback play of the last three games really hurt us. Um, really hurt us. Yeah. Uh, that defense balled out this year. That team was poised to make a run. And yeah. it's, it's disheartening. That it came down to us missing on a on the on the second pick of the draft. Like it's it's yeah. I mean, I I I now I've heard this for years about how quarterback can set you back, you know, years in your in your franchise. Now we've had two quarterbacks over the last yep. four years that yep. just did not pan out for us. So I don't even know. I I, I think I told you guys offline. Um at this point, don't draft a guy, just get who's on the street. And then Derek if you Carr. do draft, huh? Derek Carr. I don't think he's built for New York, bro. Jimmy G is. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy G probably. Derek Carr. I don't, I don't know if he can survive in, in the New York market. I just don't know if he can survive. Like they're, they're they're brutal up here. Up, up, up there, sure. they're brutal, huh? It definitely will not fit his personality. Yeah, it, it it takes it takes a it takes a special kind of guy to be up there because they're they're very they're very like the media up there is very critical, and we saw how you know how they were on Zach. You know, if yeah. car plays bad up there, same thing, you know. 
Um, the Seahawks could still make the playoffs with a win in week 18 and a Packers loss. So um, for the Lions, we need the Seahawks to lose and for the Lions to win, for the Lions to make it. So before the Lions play, we will know whether the Lions can make the playoffs or that before that game starts. Um, yeah, as far as the Jets go, I think they have one of the most fascinating off-seasons coming up. They have two uh, nice draft picks again, right, because they have – they have somebody's. Um, do don't they have two picks, Scott? Or do they only have one? Uh, I want to say they have one. Oh, I'm thinking of Seattle. Seattle's got more than one. Right, and, the, yeah, and yeah, Philly, Philly has two. Yeah, Philly and, the Detroit, two. and the Detroit has two. Okay. Yeah, um, sure. But, yeah, the Jets, I know they have a lot of cap room. And, uh, Kaleem, Garrett Wilson did go over 1,000 yards this season receiving with this sort of hodgepodge of – Awful to slightly above average quarterback play. Um, Sauce Gardner is maybe the best corner of football already. So, yeah, two top 10 picks, and you just, I mean, it, it, absolutely like I said, nailed both of them. It's disheartening. Like I said, this 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 defense balled out, and that game a couple weeks ago where he didn't take any onus, he being Zach, didn't take any onus for that defense playing in and, and his awful play. You know, this is this is what we get. This is being Jets Nation. So this yep. is it. Uh, again, <clears throat> one game to get through here just really quickly. Rams ten at the Chargers thirty one. This game is meaningless. Could impact seeding in the AFC a little bit, but the and important for the Lions. What the Rams to lose? Uh, Austin Eckler ten carries, one hundred twenty two yards and two touchdowns, four catches, thirty nine yards. Finishes the year as the running back one in fantasy. So for the second year in a row. So congratulations to Austin Eckler for that. Um, that's crazy, actually. It is. Th- that's nuts. It is. Um, all right. Vikings 17 at the Packers 41. So this there's only a couple important things here. One, the Packers now make the playoffs with the win over the Lions in Week 18. That's it. Like, they win the game, they're in. Uh, Cleve, the Vikings are 12-4. and four. What is their current point differential? What was the score of the last game? 12, 41 uh, to 17. 41 to 17, yeah. Are they minus 26? They are minus 19. <laughs> and they are 12 and 4. They're a fraud. Frauds. Yep. Yep. I text that. I I I think I text that they're they're the most No, I didn't text fraud. I, I they're the you don't know who 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 they are week to week. I don't care who they play. Only a team you want to play. Yeah, I don't care who they play in the first round. I'm betting the other team on the money line. Yeah. I don't care if it's the Giants. I don't care if it's the Lions. I don't care who it is. If it's the Packers, the Packers will be favored. So, yeah. um, Cleve, how many catches in yards for Justin Jefferson in this game? Uh, Two catches, 17 yards, 19 yards. One catch for 15 yards. Yeah, I played him in in, uh, FD and did not get anything from him. No. Um, also, don't play wide receivers that are that heavily owned. The variance is too high. Okay. Um, Point taken. <laughs> don't, play, don't play Justin Jefferson when he's going against a corner who will bully him at the line of scrimmage. And then Dude, hit him with a gritty. Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> now, th- now that, no, no, that is cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Gritty, snow angel, fine line. Well, if Justin Jefferson was writhing around on the ground in pain and able to get up, the gritty might not have been such a good look. But, but he wasn't was, even looking at him. He didn't know. 
that was a pretty good uh that was that was pretty good um also cleave on my two million dollar potential team this week my quarterback was Kirk Cousins he went eighth and of 31 for 205 yards one touchdown and three picks he had his worst game as a pro on the day I needed him most it was after four o'clock man for some reason he turns into a pumpkin after four is, he uh, dead? is he dead to you forever I'll tell you this I don't like that <laughs> If, Did you if see he wants how many to... drops T.J. Hawkinson had? All of them. Yeah, four, I think. Yep. Damn. I don't think uh, the Lions have missed T.J. Hawkinson. I don't. Well, not when they got Brock right out here catching multiple touchdowns in a game. Um, all right, I don't touchdowns. Sorry. One more, one more game to review here. Then we got uh for next week. We got the Steelers 16 at the Ravens 13. Ravens could have won their last two games. If they did so, they win the AFC North. They lose this game. Now with the Bengals situation, who knows what it's going to end up being, but it's not um, but it's not good. So uh Cleve, Najee Harris ran for over a hundred yards in this game. How many times has he done that this season? Three. One. He's already had Game this You're season? In, yes, and he was a first-round pick two years ago. Yeah, and he was a top 10 fantasy pick this year. Uh, like not for always, some of us. Like you always yeah, say. No, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have touched him either, but yeah. Like you always said, you could drive the target tonight and pick up a running back in the parking lot. I'm not entirely sure what the context for this is from Ben, but he says Lamar Jackson for president, and you know I'm with it. I think it's because Baltimore's lost their their games without him. And yes, yeah, he's he's in like the Jalen Hurts category now. For could be the um, could be the um, MVP just because of how obviously important he is to his team. Okay, so I do have the schedule for next week because surprisingly, every game has playoff implications. I'm going to run through them here. If there's something interesting, just speak up and say so. Okay. Uh Chiefs are at the Raiders on Saturday. If the Chiefs are still trying to get the number one seed, um, and the number the if they don't get the number one seed, the number two seed will get either the Dolphins without Tua or the Patriots. So the number two seed is still very valuable. Chiefs are going all out. They are going to put it on Jarrett Stidham and the Raiders. Um, Saturday night, a very important one: Titans at Jaguars. The winner wins the AFC South. That's it. Losers out. It'll be Josh Dobbs versus Trevor Lawrence. Cleve, who wins? <laughs> Ronnie Bass. Um, <laughs> the Cardinals are at the 49ers. The 49ers are still technically alive for the number one overall seed, but moving but moving up to or maintaining the number two seed is very much in play. The number two seed gets to host two playoff games minimum, so it's a very important uh, thing for them to be able to do. So the Cardinals are rolling out David Blau, and they're going to get destroyed by the 49ers. Yes, they are. Browns at Steelers. The Steelers are technically alive to make the playoffs, Cleve. Wow. Mike Mike have, I mean Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike Edwards. Has, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. No. Um, Just to win with that roster? Holy shit. Yes. And a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And no, I don't know um what all they need. They need to win and they need a lot of help. And I don't know all what it is, but just know that it's technically alive. Uh, Ravens at Bengals again without knowing what they're going to do for the Bengals in the game against the Bills here. But I think the winner will win the AFC North is most likely to be the case for Ravens-Bengals. Um, 
Vikings and Bears. The Vikings would like the number two seed, although at this point they're most likely to play Green Bay again, so I'm not sure how valuable that is. Maybe they should lose and try to catch the Giants or something. Um, but they're fraudulent, so it doesn't matter. The Cowboys at the Commanders. Uh, my question to you, Cleve, is does Ron Rivera know the regular season is 18 weeks long now? I don't think he, I don't think he does. <laughs> um. Cowboys can still win the NFC East in the number one seed. Obviously, if not, they will end up being the um, the five seed and going to Tampa Bay. Lions versus Packers flex the Sunday night. If the Packers win, they are in the playoffs. The Lions are in if they beat the Packers and the Seahawks lose, which happens before. So the Lions will know if they're in a win-in situation before that. Um, but I don't think there's any scenario in which the Lions, even if they, if, even if they know that they can't make the playoffs, that they're not going to do everything in their power to to keep the Packers out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're going to play all out no matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Patriots at Bills. Patriots need to win to make the playoffs. I think that's it. I think if they win, they're in. Um, the Bills will know if they need to win or, or not to maintain or get the number one seed. But again, with the situation with them right now, I, I don't know if that's still true. Um, Rams at Seahawks. The Seahawks need to win and for the Packers to lose to make the playoffs. Jets at Dolphins. The Dolphins need to win and for the Patriots to lose. So, Cleve, here's my question. Do you want the Jets to take another L if it helps keep the Patriots out of the playoffs? Actually, I have no, I have, actually, I don't, I don't care, to be honest with you. I mean, my, my honest to God answer is, is not that, but the show answer would be, obviously, I would want the Dolphins to go before the Patriots, but really, I really, I don't care because we're okay. All right. Um, Buccaneers at Falcons. This is the first game that is truly meaningless because the Bucks have the fourth seed. They're going to be the fourth seed. There's nothing else to do with it. The Falcons are eliminated. So I expect the Buccaneers to play absolutely nobody of consequence in this game. Um, The Giants and the Eagles, the Giants have locked up the sixth seed. They cannot go higher than that. They cannot go lower than that. The Eagles, however, have to win to get the number one seed, and I think the Giants are going to rest all their guys. Yeah. So it's going to be the Eagles versus the Giants backups. Uh, Panthers at Saints. Uh, another meaningless game. My question is, which of these teams will Malik Willis be starting for next year? <laughs> uh, Chargers at Broncos. The Chargers want to try and get up to the five seed to go to the AFC South. Uh, rather than have to play the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, or Ravens. So the Chargers are going to be going all out in this game. And then the last game here, Cleve, is the Texans versus the Colts. (laughs) (laughs) The shit bowl. So, but what's amazing (laughs) is that of the 16 games next week, 13 have direct playoff implications. Wow. I I think Lovey and um, Jeff Saddis are just like getting a ring and fight. They should switch teams to see if anybody notices. (laughs) That's a good point. Oh, man, that's that's going to be watching. No, no. That's a game for paycheck game. I bet that game's going to be insane. I bet that game ends up being like 38 to 35 with multiple 70 yard touchdowns because they're both just so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's your DFS play right there. Yeah. Could be could be all over all over the map here. Uh what you call him Peter Allinger versus uh versus Parker. Jeff Driscoll. Parker Parker's Sam's brother Parker, who may or may not be a person. <laughs> no. Um, 
What do we think the the, the league is going to do with this game? Well, I don't know, Skip. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, wow. <laughs> isn't there a window? Isn't there a window before the playoffs start? Or it, it, yeah, there's a that, week where they can push things back. So, but it, but it won't affect the seating. Like what happens this weekend? Like this weekend, yes. they're they're in trouble because they're not playing it this week. Yep, and they have other games this week. They could try to move the Bills Bengals to this weekend, like to Saturday, and then move their two games are supposed to be this weekend to Thursday. But, but why, then, why can't they just leave Week 18 alone and play the and 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 then take your extra week and play the Bills Bengals game in two weekends? Because it's it's already going to be settled. Some of those spots are going to be settled, right? I know, right, but Dave? but every, every, just push everything off a week. I think I think that the Bills and Bengals should play each other before they play their next opponents. Yep. Even if they put this game into week 18 and they move those two games to later in the week. Okay. Right. So play this game on Saturday and then on Wednesday play whatever and then move because the Bengals would need to play a wild card game to Monday night or Tuesday the following week, whatever. And then if the Bills also end up being the two seed, put them next as well like i think there is a way that they can do that but honestly what i think that they should do is just be like this game's not going to happen we're going off winning percentage under the circumstances it is what it is that's actually probably the most fair thing because what happened is so random but what if this kid had had, if this kid had passed god forbid this kid had passed then that game wouldn't that game wouldn't be made up because they wouldn't be in the mindset to play that game. So I, I think that they're not in the mindset to play this game anyways. And I think that they should just but and I think that, and I think the Bills game then, yeah. The Bills game this week should also be pushed to like Tuesday. Yeah, because they were they're both were gonna play Sunday, right? So they they played yeah. Monday night and then they were gonna play both on Sunday. Yeah. Their other their other opponents. Okay. Yeah. So oh, okay. I see what you say. So flex put this game on Saturday mm-hmm. and push the other push their opponent games out to the next week to what <laughs> Ben coming in here with the real with things everybody cares about. What about the bets on that game? <laughs> um, uh I have an answer. So everything is a push on FanDuel. Except for Tyler Boyd anytime touchdowns and Tyler Boyd first touchdown score because it hit and it won because the game did get played to that point. Everything else is going to be a push. They'll just refund um, everything else. I haven't seen what anybody else is going to do quite yet, but that's what FanDuel announced it there. That, that they're doing. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they're going to do for this game. I would just not play it and just go off a winning percentage for determining the seeds and whatnot. Uh, ben says Caesars is still holding my money. Yes, they might not have made a determination yet. They might decide if the game continues, it'll be action. So, you know, it's different for each for each book. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would just go off a winning percentage, and nobody's going to complain, at least not publicly. Could you imagine if Andy Reid came out and was like, this is so unfair? Now, no, no one's going to publicly come out and say anything, bro. Like, yeah, they're, exactly. They're nuts. It'll be nuts to say something. Unless you're Ron Rivera and just like, we're eliminated. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you know oh. that there's pressure. Like right, you know, you know it's happening. Yeah, and so um, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna what they're gonna do here. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. I am just hopeful that Demar Hamlin is gonna be okay. There hasn't been any news coming across the TV here while we've been on, so that's that that's good, good at bad? least. Is that good or bad, man? It's good. That as long as he's heard. not getting worse. As long yeah. as he's not getting worse. Because, it, yeah, you know, is, there was... a long process, though, so it's yep. not, yeah. you know, it's going to take time. Yes, he won't, he, won't be, he won't be up and walking around tomorrow no matter what, Yeah, but it could get way worse. So as long as yeah. it doesn't get worse. Well, and, and so the getting worse part happens when they start to take him off of the sedation yeah and they want to take the tube out and let him start breathing on his own and then it's like what happens you know yeah. you just hope that it's he's okay but yeah exactly um so thank you everybody watching live we really really appreciate it nice to have maddie ice uh prison the network hanging out here in the chat tonight that was uh that was cool um if you're listening on the audio thank you so much uh, we are a YouTube live stream. Link in the show notes down below so you can find us there. Um, Cleve, any final thoughts? Nah, it's um, I realize watching you know watching football now. Um, I don't know how I watched in the eighties. To be honest with you, um, I guess that that made me desensitized to what I see now because the game is a lot different now. But um, I, you know, last night was a human moment because you realize like what. You know, you're you're worried about someone's future, just for them to carry on the future at 24 years old. We we were all yeah. 24 once, and you know, world seems simpler or whatever. And it's like, but it's empathy too, though. It's like yeah. you know, we don't know this person, but you can feel. Oh yeah, just awful. I felt for his Some mom. I, I felt for his yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think it's a great thing to be able to feel that, and to have some compassion and understanding that, you know, it's just a game. But this yeah. is a, this is a person, you yeah. know, and by all accounts, a pretty, a pretty high character person, staying yeah, at home to be with his brother. Just you know, um, yeah, it's a nice. It's, it's a. I'm not going to say it's a nice wake up call, but I, I mean, I think we all go through things in life where, in those moments, you you feel grateful for what you have had to go through because mm-hmm. it's given you perspective, mm-hmm. and over time, you lose that. And then a situation like last night rolls around and you feel it again. Like, okay, all this surface shit doesn't mean anything. Uh, what matters is this kid's life yep. and those around him kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. But Has T. Higgins said anything? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't think he's put out a statement. Uh, he, he tweeted uh, some really nice statement or something like that. But apparently after the game, he was reports are he was pretty much inconsolable hugging his mother because mm-hmm. like because he uh, thinking like maybe he was at fault here and i don't mm-hmm. think t higgins is ever going to hear this but if he does uh one you're awesome at football and two this is not your fault yeah it was like uh, the just angle. the worst luck in the world he didn't do yeah. nothing bad mm-hmm. like t higgins should not feel the least bit guilty about anything here he did absolutely nothing wrong yeah for sure um, okay, my last thought here is that Damar Hamlin had a Toys for Tots uh, GoFundMe with a goal of $2,500 that now currently has $4 million <laughs> raised. I think it's so, up over around 6 right now. 
Okay, it's up to six million dollars now. So that is uh, that is great. All right, uh, this is political football, part of the Maddie Ice Media Network. Um, thank you everybody for listening and for watching. We will see you next week. Peace. Sounds good.